Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Retro Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. And this, I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Real fucking world. Jaden. Jaden walked a few blocks down from her house, frightened. Although she grew up in the hood, she was sheltered most of her life. Despite what her mother was doing to her, she loved her, and she wished she could love her in return. But she wasn't blind or stupid. She could see the hate in her mother's eyes when she looked at her. She was learning very early that if you wanted to survive, you had to take care of yourself. Jaden walked down the street with only her jacket in tow. Her beautiful long hair was tied in a knot in the back of her head, and she looked lost. A few cars beeped their horns at her, although she was wearing clothes that were boyish and hit a real figure. But anyone with eyes could tell that she was still beautiful. After turning down a few honks, she decided to accept the next offer. Thoughts of her twin sister being in a dark hole horrified her. As far as Jaden was concerned, Majesty was the only one she had in her whole world and she needed her happy and in the right frame of mind. Both of them had to be strong if they were going to deal with their mother. Harmony was becoming more and more irrational by the day. When a white Hummer pulled up next to her, she smiled at an older man in his late 30s. She didn't know the first thing about being sexy, considering she was forced by her mother to hide her femininity most of her life. Now she had to call on her intuition to be what she was born to be, a girl. You want a ride? The man said. Jaden didn't respond. Oh, come on, cutie. I ain't gonna hurt you none. Where are you going? Um, I'm not sure. Well, let's think of that together, because if you're out here alone, then you must need a ride, right? He smiled. I guess so. So let me help you. Okay, she smiled oddly. That would be nice. Good. I don't want to see someone like you get hurt. She hopped into his car and a shanty song foolish played on the stereo. Where are we? Wait, wait, what year are we in? We're in 2002 now? That's when Foolish came out. So we're either in 2002 or 2003. Okay. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Also, I'm still curious about how she knows what's going on in everyone else's world when this is a story she's telling to her mental health therapist. That's all. It was perfect because she didn't know anything about the real world since Harmony had not prepared her. It was like Harmony wanted them to fail. But Jaden was smart enough to know that money ruled everything. And if she wanted to have any sort of life, and if she wanted to help her sister, she had to bring it. Do you know where you're going yet, beautiful? Quit calling her beautiful, man. That's fucking gross. The man was very attractive, but she could tell he was at least 20 years older than her. And why are you walking out on this highway alone? No reason, she said, hunching her shoulders. I guess I needed some fresh air. Fresh air, huh? He asked, staring at her inquisitively. So where am I taking you? I don't know. Wherever you want. He smiled. Wherever I want, he repeated. Ain't you too young to be talking about wherever I want? I mean, an old fart like me could get the wrong impression. You wouldn't want me getting the wrong impression now, would you? He placed his hand on her thigh and rubbed her repeatedly. I don't understand your question. Come on, cutie, you know what I'm talking about. Actually, I don't. But I do know this. Everything costs in this world, Jaden said, feeling an ounce of boldness. Did your mother or father teach you that already? I don't know my father, but yes, my mother did teach me. 
I knew I liked you, he laughed. How old are you anyway? He was starting to get disgusting with his stares, and each time he looked at her, she wanted to run out of the car. But she thought about majesty, and she pushed herself to be bolder. I'm old enough, if that's what you're asking. Old enough for what? It depends on what you want. The man looked at her knowingly and pulled over. Then he looked around the truck from the inside to make sure no one was coming. Is that right? He asked, pushing her seat back before doing his own. Because I like the sound of that shit. Then he unzipped his pants and pulled out his dick. All of a sudden, things escalated real quickly, and Jaden wasn't prepared for any of it. So what you want to do, and what do you want me to pay you for it? He said, licking his lips, because I don't mind paying a sexy young thing like yourself for the right services. Jaden looked at him nervously. She knew she'd probably have to have sex with him, but was hoping things would go a little slower at first. Uh, I... What you gonna do, girl? He yelled, yanking his ashy dick harder. He was growing annoyed and didn't want to miss a chance of having her wrap her mouth around his dick. Come over here and get this money. Uh, how, how much... How much you gonna give me? How much you want? One hundred dollars, she stuttered. Then you got it, he said, reaching towards her. That ain't no problem at all. Well, let me see the money first. The moment he was distracted and reached for his wallet... She bolted out the door and ran as far as she could down the street. Even when she had gotten enough space between them, she still ran crying the entire way. Where are you going? He yelled at her. Come back. I'll take you where you got to go. Jaden couldn't stop. She just ran and cried and ran and cried until she ended up back home, empty-handed. She walked slowly to the front door, already knowing what her mother was giving. Scared, she mustered up enough energy to knock on the door. You back already? Harmony asked her standing in the doorway. Because I know you know better than to come back without my money. I know better, Mama, but things didn't work out right. I don't want to hear excuses. You grown, so be grown, she said, placing her hands on her hips. So where's my money? If you can give me some more time, I... Harmony slammed the door in her face, and Jaden broke down in front of Concord Manor's doors. She felt alone, and the one person she could confide in was under the steps in the house. She had to be strong, so Jaden stood up, dusted off her pants, and walked away from the mansion. Then she walked up the road she was on earlier for about ten minutes. But unlike last time, no one beat the horn at her. The quickness of her steps made her seem unapproachable. After walking for about an hour, she ended up sitting in a McDonald's. With no money in her pocket to eat, she sat there and waited while everyone else ordered their food. She could taste the salt of the fries in her mouth and the softness of the burger on her lips. Her focus changed from getting money to getting something to eat first. She figured on a full stomach she'd be more equipped to bring in some cash. She was inside for 20 minutes when three girls walked in. They wore cute clothes, had fly hairstyles, and were really loud. Jaden knew right away by the way they looked at her that they were about to start trouble. Y'all see that girl over there? A cute girl with the short curly hair like her sister said. They all looked at her and laughed. Bitch, I thought that was a dude. One of them responded. Right? She dressed like a fucking man. Another one chimed in. Jane looked down at herself. And the moment the girls left the restaurant, she took her hair down and allowed her long mane to fall down her back. Mane is spelled M-A-N-E. Ma'am, not M-A-I-N. Then she took off the long sleeve shirt she had on, exposing the dingy white tank top underneath it. Although she didn't look as feminine as she liked, she did look more attractive. When she was finished dolling herself up as best she could, she waited. Waited for someone to talk to her. Waited for someone to say she was cute. And waited for someone to give her some money. Two minutes later, one of the three girls who was there earlier walked back inside. She stomped up to the counter. Sir? You forgot my fucking soda, she yelled at the cashier. The other two girls piled back inside with her. And I know you heard me order one too. Plus you charged me for that shit and everything, she said, throwing the receipt in front of him. That's not right, sir. Ma'am, if you're going to use that kind of language, what difference does it make if you call me sir or not? It's a great question. I was wondering the same thing. Okay, bitch, she laughed, her friends laughing with her. You forgot my soda. Is that better now? She was really showing off since she had an audience. The older gentleman shook his head and went to get her drink. But in the process, she saw Jaden had taken out her hair and tried to look more feminine. Let me find out she tried to transform, she laughed. You still look like a boy, bitch.
Fuck you, Jaden said under her breath. Oh, shit. She said, fuck you, Tony. One of the girls instigated. You got to go off on her now. Tony, followed by the other girls, walked up to Jaden. Jaden stood up and was going to do her best to defend herself, realized she was outnumbered. Before she could think of what to do, Tony smacked her in the face with the soda she had been given from the cashier. The cut busted all over her clothes, and ice cubes clung to her hair. Jaden was angry and fed up with the world and began throwing wild punches at the girl. But after a while, the other girls jumped in, and they all began to beat her so badly a few customers got involved. One of the customers had just walked in during the end of the fight. He had two friends with him, and they moved in on the girls like a couple of cops. Stupid bitch, Jaden said, trying to get a hold of them again. I'll fuck you up. But the 17-year-old boy maintained his hold on Jaden, and his friends kept the other girls at bay. Why are you always starting shit, Tony? The one who had Jaden said. Fuck that, Shaggy. She hit me. That's because you threw a soda in my face, bitch. Yo, get the fuck out of here before I call your people, Shaggy said to Tony. When she didn't move, he said, I'm not fucking around, Tony. Move, he pointed. You gonna see me again, bitch, Tony said, leaving out the door with her friends behind her. Go to fuck home, Zion added. He was light, tall and cute, and had a rough edge on himself that Jaden liked. When they left, Jaden tried to pull herself together by wiping the soda off her drenched clothes and shaking the ice out of her hair. Shaggy, the one who helped her, took a step back and looked at her fully. She looked familiar to him, very familiar, but he couldn't place her face. Still, he hadn't seen her around the way before and wondered where she came from. At first glance, he thought she was in the girls, judging by the boyish way she was dressed. You eyes, shouty? He asked, trying to fill her out. He was attracted to her immediately, although he didn't know why. She was nothing like the girls he got down with normally. She was dirty and boyish instead of cute, clean, and fly. You can't be in here fighting this shit. These people call the cops quick around here. Well, them bitches shouldn't have put their hands on me, she said, putting her hair in a ponytail. I'm sick of this shit. I feel you, he said, looking at her angelic face. But they gone now. Ain't no need in you still being riled up. You need a ride home? She was so caught up in the fight that she forgot her mission and said, No, I just want to be left alone. All right, fam. Well, look, I'm going to grab something to eat. Can I get you something? For the first time since he introduced himself, she calmed down and looked at his face. He was very attractive with his brown skin, a neat low haircut, and stylish clothes. Surely he had $100 on him, she thought. Now all she had to do was convince herself to be bold enough to ask him for it. Uh, yeah, she paused, trying to fix herself to ask him for something small before asking for something big. Can you give me a Big Mac meal? You got that, he said. He told his boys who were already at the counter placing their orders to add a Big Mac meal to the order. Then he said, you sure I can't take you somewhere? It ain't a problem. Asking for the money, girl, she thought to herself. What are you waiting on? You see a drug dealer. Look, can I ask you something serious? Yeah, what's up? Can you let me borrow $200? <laughs> he gonna think you on drugs asking a question like that just out of ass a hole nowhere. She remembered what her mother had said a while back. To always ask for more than you want to get exactly what you need. Damn, you going hard, ain't you? Look, if you can't help me, forget it, she said, grabbing her jacket, preparing to leave. Her food came right before she went out the door, and he handed her the bag. Thanks for the food, though. She went outside, sat on the ground against the window, and tore into the food. But she was sure to leave half of the sandwich and some fries for majesty. Whether her mother knew it or not, she would sneak her sister to food. Jaden looked homeless and hungry, and Shaggy felt for her. And although it wasn't his style, for some reason he wanted to help her out. He didn't think she was on drugs, because he had been around enough dope fiends to know the difference. But she definitely had a hard life. What you doing, young? Spirit, one of his friends asked, watching him staring at Jaden. I know you got the number, right? Yeah, nigga. She a little rough around the edges, but she's still a cutie, Zion added. Y'all go away from me in my truck, he said, referring to the red navigator in the parking lot. I'm a holler at for a minute. Okay. Just wanted to let you know that one of your pop prowlers just passed by. Shaggy hated the extra security his father put around him, but dealt with it. No one was for protection. His boys went to his truck without relenting. Besides, he was the boss and in control of everything anyway. When he was alone, Shaggy walked outside and caught Jaden right before she walked away after finishing her meal. 
Come here, shouty, he said smoothly. She turned around and looked at him and said, If you can't help me, fuck it. All right, then, he said about to walk to his truck. Realizing she was going to lose her chance to help her sister, she said, No, wait. Please don't leave. He stopped and walked over to her. How much you need again? Two hundred, she repeated. Why you need two hundred dollars? Why? She said anxiously. I just need it, okay? No, it's not okay. You don't know me from a hole in the wall, yet you asked me for too large. I need to know why, shouty. And since I'm in a position to give you what you need, you best be telling me something. Jaden sat down on the ground again and started sobbing. My life is fucked up. My mother's a horrible person who's keeping my sister under the steps in our house unless I give her some money. She cried harder. I I don't have anything to offer you in return, but if you give me the $200, I promise I'll do whatever I can to get you the $200 back. Just please, please help me help my sister. She's all I got. Shaggy was moved by her sadness and sat down on the ground next to her. His friends couldn't believe what he was doing as they watched him out the window of his truck. He was the type of dude who wouldn't put himself out there for nobody. He had to be feeling her, they thought. He reached in his pocket and handed her $400. Her eyes grew big as saucers as she accepted the money. I'm going to give you my number before I drop you off. I want you to call me if you need anything else. For real? She asked, wiping the tears from her eyes. For real? Not that I don't appreciate it, but why so much? Because I feel you, and I got it to give. She smiled, peeled off 200 from the 400 and gave it back to him. See? Like I said, I paid you the 200 back. They both laughed. No, seriously, thank you. She tucked the money in her pocket. He took notice that she could have easily taken the $400 and never saw him again. He knew then that she wasn't on drugs and that she was a girl of her word. You pay me back the 200 but you still got to pay me for the other two. Okay, she said hesitantly. Well, does it have to be cash? She figured he wanted sex, and she needed to be broken in any way. Nah. Well, what do you want? I want you to let me take you out. Since it's obvious you like to eat and shit, he laughed. She laughed too. Where you live? At Concord Manor. Wait, the mansion up the street? Yeah. And you don't got 200 on you? He continued. Everything's not what it seems. I heard that, he said. But look, my folks having a little something at the house tomorrow. My mother's sick and going blind, and she might not make it. So before she loses her eyesight completely, we want to do something nice for her. I'm sorry to hear that. It is what it is, he said, looking out in front of him. For a moment, he disconnected. But we've been knowing she might not make it for a while. If you want, I can come scoop you. We can stay at my spot for a while, then go grab something to eat. That sounds nice, she said. And then she remembered her mother. Making plans without knowing Harmony's mood could be a waste of time. But can I call you first to make sure? I gotta ask my mom first. Yeah, that'll work. What's your mother's name, she asked, figuring she could get her a card or something so she wouldn't go to the celebration empty-handed. Tracy Battles, but everyone calls her Trip. I wonder if this is a... The Trip. Like... World gets smaller and smaller every single time. Swear to God. Evil manifested. Majesty. I guess I'm about to say majesty for a while now. Majesty was just let out from under the stairs when she entered her room for the first time. It was big and spacious, and she couldn't believe she had a king-sized bed in her own bathroom. The furniture inside was pretty and better than anything she had ever had before. Since Harmony told her the room probably belonged to one of Irma's daughters, which was also her aunt, she wondered what kind of girl she was. Was she pretty and feminine? And did she like who she was? Because when Majesty looked in the mirror, she saw a boy in a girl's body, and she hated that about herself. When Majesty walked to her bedroom window, she looked out of it and imagined what people driving past the large gates thought about the family inside. She figured they'd think they were rich and happy, both of which they weren't. Five minutes after getting to her room, Jaden came knocking on the door. Come in, Jaden, Majesty said, sitting on the edge of her bed. Are you okay? She whispered, closing the door behind her. Although her mother's room was on the far end of the mansion, she wanted to be sure she couldn't overhear them. I got the money as quickly as I could. Did Mama let you eat anything? Nah. 
Here, she said, handing her half the sandwich and fries. <clears throat> okay, while I appreciate the, the intent, and I appreciate her sharing with her sister and giving her the food and all that. Don't don't give her don't 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 ever like y'all know what I'm about to say, right? You are not a real friend if you give your friends McDonald's fries that are more than five minutes old. Especially if they're cold. If they're cold, we're fighting. If you're like here, have these. If matter of fact, I'm gonna just put this out there right now. Right now, put it on wax. If I ask you for some fries, you're eating fries from McDonald's, and I ask you for some fries, and you wait until the fries go cold, and then you try and offer me one of their fries, I'm a stoot slap you. I don't even know what stoot slap means, but it sounds like it's something devastating. I'm going to try my hardest to take your head off your neck. Yeah, seriously, that's straight disrespect. Like, do you know that McDonald's fries don't taste like anything other than torture once they get cold? You know that. So why would you offer me one? Just be like, nah, they're cold. You don't want this. You don't want this. Like, seriously, be gracious. Um, there are certain things that, that I think would be like, okay, we must be breaking up. And that's definitely near the top. Certain things that you do to show me that you love me, though, is like when I'm about to go into the bathroom after you use it and you're like, don't go in there. Yeah, that's love right there. I appreciate that shit. I don't appreciate that shit, but I appreciate you telling me about that shit. So I'll walk into that shit and smell that shit. You know, that's what I mean. But don't give your sister these cold ass fries. Be like, yo, I got you half a sandwich. Where the fries at? Mm, mm, mm. Nah, you know, you don't want that life, sis. Trust me. You right. You right. You right. I love you. I love you too. Majesty down the food quickly. When she swallowed it all, she said, how'd you get the money? You didn't do anything nasty, did you? Nah, I didn't. But I did meet somebody. I like him and he kind of likes me too. For real? Do we know your age? Nah, but I think he's 18 or something. He's probably around my age. No, he's not if he's 18. Jaden laughed, but Majesty, he's so cute. I think he likes me. Oh, I think he likes me. Oh, I think he... I, I don't know too many Southern songs. I mean, I do know a lot of Southern songs, but the um, pop, lock, and drop it era of Southern music, they all sounded alike to me, but I, you know. I know for a while, my kids, when they were like five and six, were singing Meet Me at the Club. It's going down, but they weren't saying Meet Me at the Club. They were like, Meet Me at the Playground. It's going down. And I was like, how the fuck they hear that song? And then I realized I was uh, playing the clean versions of songs in the car, and that's how they heard it. So I wasn't mad about it. Later on in life, I stopped playing the clean versions of songs because, nigga, y'all probably say worse than this when I'm not around you. So then they got the uh, real versions of shit. I still didn't play any too short or anything like that around him. Nothing like that. Just, you know, Kanye. Not not now Kanye. Uh, not Trump Kanye. But uh, college dropout Kanye. You know, the good Kanye. If he gave you $100 off the rip, he must be a drug dealer or something. I doubt if he likes you, though. You got to be careful, Jaden. You're kind of naive sometimes. That's why mama get mad at you so much. I'm not naive. You are. Ain't no 18-year-old boy gonna give you no money unless you fuck him. Don't put yourself out there like that. Then what I'm gonna do? If she make me get money again, how am I supposed to get it? Jaden cried. She put my sister under the stairs with nothing to eat. Majesty felt bad for getting on her the way that she did. When she put herself out there for her, she gave her a tight hug, which is the only thing she could offer to repay her. Little did Majesty know, the hug meant more to Jaden than anything money could buy. I'm sorry, Jay. Not just. I just want you to be careful. She told me I got to be the one to bring money in now. She said, wiping her tears. I don't have a choice, Majesty. Man, I hate that bitch. But I think I can do it. Instead of giving me one hundred dollars, she gave me four hundred. Four hundred, Majesty yelled by mistake. You got four hundred dollars from him? No, please be quiet. Jaden whispered, looking at Majesty's bedroom door. We don't want Mama to find out. He gave you $400, she whispered. You sure you didn't do anything with him, Jaden? I'm positive, she giggled. But I gave 200 back to him. Fuck you do that for? Because I only needed 100 
And I kept a hundred for us, she said, handing her sister fifty dollars. It was more money than she had ever held in her life. It's for emergencies, though. Don't use it unless you have to. Then they found out the fifty dollars will literally get them. Not even four meals from Carl's Jr., Jack in the Box, nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get you a room. Can't get you nothing, really. No shoes. Groceries. Groceries, I guess, you know. It can get you like two packs of chicken. Um, salt's going to cost more than you got, though, if you get it with the, the salt. So you can only get one pack of chicken. Um, you can get 15 pieces of chicken from churches. Uh, that'll cost like 36. You'll have like, uh, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 10, 10 dollars left after taxes. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, right. Can't even buy a video game. Y'all best just put that money back together and try and form Voltron or something. Majesty stood up and hugged her sister again. She felt she should have been the person who helped her instead, not the other way around. After all, she was yanked from Harmony's womb before Jaden, which made her the oldest, and she was more aggressive. Yet, her meek, feminine sister had risen to the occasion. I love you, Jaden. I don't know what's going to happen with us, but I want you to know I always got your back. And I got yours. They were still rapping to each other when the doorbell rang. Majesty and Jaden rushed into the hallway and looked down the stairwell. They saw their mother walk to the door, and they followed her down the steps. As far as they knew, not many people knew they were there. So who could be coming at that hour? When Harmony flung the door open, a man was standing outside with a woman in a wheelchair. Harmony backed up and put her hand over her mouth. She looked scared, and Majesty took a little pleasure in her mother's fright. What are you doing here? she asked, backing up. What are you doing in my house? The man walked inside, pushing the woman in the chair. What? You not happy to see me? How'd you find me? Come on, Harmony. How do you think I found you? Angela? Of course. You didn't really think she could change overnight now, did you? Harmony looked at the woman in the wheelchair and said, After all this time, I can't believe you still would him, Cherry. You can't help who you love, Cherry responded, holding her head down. Now can you? Where's Nut? Harmony said. She overdosed and died, Callie said. The stupid bitch took too much in. When he looked behind Harmony and saw the kids staring at him, he said, So Harmony, when are you going to introduce you to my kids? Hearing this caused the sister to look at each other in confusion. Harmony turned around slowly and looked at her daughters. Majesty and Jaden, this is Callie, and he might be your father. Okay. Um, no. No, we're not doing this. Like, seriously, like, it didn't take long for that to happen, right? Like, <sighs> golly. It's just, why would you tell her all of that and then tell Callie exactly where she was? Like, that doesn't make sense. Logically. Logically, it doesn't work. And I don't like it. I don't like that that happened. At all. Anyhow. Van murderer. Jace, let's see. The last time we talked to Jace was probably about 17 years ago. Jesus Christ, this book is stupid. The ride was bumpy as I sat in the back of a white Ford cargo van. At 31 years old, I was getting too old for this shit. But it was time to make a move, and I was taking shit to another level. These niggas wasn't feeling me when I said every corner in D.C. belonged to me. Back when I was coming up, there was a code. If a nigga had more soldiers than you and was able to bark you off your block, then you bow down with respect. But today, all these niggas know is gun power, so I was going to have to give these niggas what they wanted. I had come up with a plan to handle these dudes who weren't trying to let up on some real estate I had in South Capitol Street in Southeast D.C. From what my squad told me, they had about 20 niggas who was trafficking there, and they even managed to one by one kill off a few of my foot soldiers. So today... I was coming with 10 white vans filled with 15 niggas each to send a message I knew they'd understand loud and clear. We musty. That's, that's the message I would get from you having 15 niggas crowded up in cargo vans. My nigga, like, seriously, we musty. Like, 
Really? 15 niggas in a cargo van. Are they sitting on the floor? Are there seats? Are y'all lapping up? Like, what exactly is happening here? Okay, so... If you got the cargo vans, that's probably they. There's probably no seats in the back. There's there's the seats in the front where the driver and the and then there's a passenger seat, and then there's uh, like wheel wells. Unless you build like little benches that are on the side seats and everything that's on the side of the walls or whatever side walls. But fifteen niggas in a cargo van. I can almost see twelve. If you have the seats back there and everything, if they're sitting side by side like you used to when you would get carted off the church in the morning by the church van, I who's riding bitch? Are they happy about it? Like, are they like, nigga, your leg's touching my leg? Because these, these niggas, you know these niggas are probably like that. Hey, man, I don't appreciate you being so close to me with your breath. Like, how are 15 niggas, you convinced 15 niggas to get into one cargo van like circus clowns. And then you do that 10 times. Huh. Okay. This where the main crew be, Paco said to me from the driver's seat. I see four or five of them out there now. The others be in the back of the apartment building over there on the right. Cool. Dispatch the other vans to the other areas on South Capitol. I want all them niggas cleaned out tonight. No more fucking around. I'm on it, Paco said. Cool. Park across the street and let us out. Do we ever find out who the fuck the snitch was on his team? Like the person who was working with Massive? Did it even matter? <sighs> when he parked, they piled out and grabbed four of the violators, but one got away. Get that nigga, Krayshawn. I ordered, seeing the dude catching wheels. Give him Krayshawn chase. Don't come back to the van without him. So you gonna put another nigga in the van? That's 16. That's 16 niggas in the van. How they all fit in the van, homie? I ain't riding that van. I'm not. Nigga, one of y'all did not wash your socks last week. You hold the whole van smell like Cheez-Its. Which is weird, because Cheez-Its smell like Cheez-Its, but they don't taste like cheese. Have you ever noticed that shit? Krayshawn was already on it, while my other men pushed the four into the cargo van unarmed. So that's that's 19 men now. Then there's going to be 20. You're going to have 20 men in a cargo van. That's gross. That's just a funky-ass sight. They're going to be peeing on themselves and shit because they scared. Ugh. They tried to fight, but a few jawbangers put them in order. After they were inside, we waited for Krayshawn. He came back a minute later with the last man, and we pulled off to a vacant area. We resorted to kidnapping niggas and dumping their bodies. Out of all five of them, only one was armed before we took his piece. Paco drove as smoothly as possible to avoid detection from the cops. Twenty of you niggas in charge, I asked him. No one said a word. That's because they don't know who you're talking to, my nigga. There's twenty of them in the van. One of them's in the back just humming. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. Because, you know, you're on a fucking... One of them tried to break bad, but Krayshawn dropped his ass. Sit the fuck down, you bitch-ass nigga. I'm asking you again. Which one of you niggas in charge? I waved to Krayshawn. He was about to bust all of them until one of them spoke up. No, wait, one of the men said. Nigga, shut the fuck up, one of his crew members interjected. Then another one of his crew members interjected lethally when he looked at uh, Jason said, you just mad because your ass is old. First thing you do is run and tell to the pose. Man, that song. Look, I know that was a cartoon song, but there are certain cartoon songs that just go crazily hard. Right. Like I could think of five off the top of my head that just go wildly hard. Number one, F Granddad. Lethal inject, lethal interjection, uh, boondocks. Number two, Eye to Eye, the Goofy movie. That movie is blacker than black. Y'all can't tell me shit. I'm shocked that white people wrote that shit. They didn't know. If they knew the wheels going to eat it up like we did, they wouldn't have made that shit. Those are top two right there. Those are top two. If you want to hear the other three, let me know. But those two are top tier. Fine, I'll give you the third one. Samson. By uh, Sir Smoke a lot on half bait. I want to talk to Samson. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's three of them. Okay. Fuck honor. I ain't about to die with no bullshit. Plus, you know these niggas fuck with the Russians, he advised. He in charge. He continued pointing to the man Krayshawn had run down earlier. The last one in the van. I gave Krayshawn a look, and he popped the one in charge in the head. Blood splattered all over my face, and I smeared it off the back of my hand. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Because there's like 90 of y'all niggas in the van now. God is in there with y'all judging each and every one of y'all personally. The niggas moved a little like they was about to charge us when I said, how they move? How they move in there? How would he, how he even get his gun out? What? They looked like they was about to charge us when I said, somebody want to go next? Fuck is up, nigga. One of them asked. The look in his eyes showed he was scared. Why y'all fucking with us? You don't know who I am? Yeah, but I think y'all got the wrong niggas. Nah, we got the right motherfuckers. I laughed. I decided to fuck with him a little. Just like my father, I started to enjoy making niggas suffer before death. 20 y'all got a family at home. Huh? One of them asked, what you gonna do, kill our family too? I mean, it's a valid question. I mean, I wouldn't even have asked the question. I just wouldn't have said shit. Like, nigga, please. You want me to tell you if I got a family at home? What's next after we tell you we got families at home? You gonna kill them niggas and you gonna be like, and which one of y'all got a PS5? Because, you know, I'm trying to get on that uh, that, that new God of War Valhalla. Like, that shit's kind of rocking. Um, which one of y'all got it? Huh? Hmm? Don't everybody speak up. I went to I went to Best Buy to try and get one, but they didn't have it. They didn't they didn't they didn't have it right now. Oh right, this 2002. Which one of y'all niggas got a PS three? Xbox 360 and PS3 at that point in time. Let me think. No, because my daughter was walking around. No. Wow. Ooh shit. I think it was just the regular-ass Xbox back then. Maybe the Xbox 360 at that juncture. Because I remember my daughter took her first steps when I was playing Halo 2. And Halo 2 was on the Xbox, like straight up. Right? Or was it on the Xbox 360? I want to say it was on the Xbox. Wow, 2002 was... A good year for video games. That was like Grand Theft Auto 3 and 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 Halo 2 and um, other games that I can't think of right now off the top of my head. Also, for all y'all niggas out there that's playing uh, NBA 2K, whatever. I know this is evergreen. I don't give a fuck. But y'all niggas is goofy. Y'all niggas paying to level up your dude so that you can go play as a at the park. Back when I played NBA 2K14, the last one I played was 2K16 because that's when you could make a seven-footer into a point guard. Then they decided you couldn't do that shit no more. And then uh, Victor came out and was like, nah, you you, you want to bet? But anyway, you didn't have to pay for VC. There was no such thing. You just leveled your nigga up. Back in like 2014, 2016, like those were the hitting years. Y'all paying for shit. Y'all pay for a game. And then you pay for shit in the game. Make it make sense. <sighs> huh? One of them asked, what you gonna do? Kill our families too? I'm gonna ask you again. Which one of y'all got a family? They looked at the slumped over body amongst them and then looked at me. Me. I just have a little girl and me and my show to get married next week. Prove it. He went to his wallet and pulled out a picture of his girlfriend, and I peeped at his address. Cool. That wasn't hard, now was it? He looked with widened eyes at me. My men outnumbered all of them, and it was hot as hell in the back of the van. You think? I was done fucking around, and it was time to get down to business. Since you got a family, I'm going to let you live. I looked at my men and said, get rid of the rest. There was a struggle at first, but my men quickly got the situation under control. The violators never had a chance. With four dead men laid on top of one another, I looked at the last man standing. My men hovered over him just in case he made a move. You gonna let me go, right? He asked me. You gonna let me see my family? Of course, but you gotta do me a favor. Anything, man. I'm just trying to see my family. I feel you, I smiled. I got a family too, I said, not knowing if it was even true. It had been over 14 fucking years, ladies and gentlemen. 
14 fucking years, which means those two little girls are 14 years old and their mom is putting them out there for sex. Okay. Now we're getting a timeline here. It's 2002. So they had the babies back in 88 when she was 17 because she was born in 71, I think. Okay. And now they're 14. Because she's 31. They're 31 together. Yep, the math is mathing. Oh my God, I finally got the Marvel timeline. Okay, shit. It had been over 14 years since I last spoke to Harmony, and I didn't know where she was. Just tell me what you need. I smiled and looked at Krayshawn. This guy's serious, I laughed. Yeah, he is, Krayshawn added. I need you to do two things. One, tell your boss to stay the fuck off my blocks. If I catch any of you on my blocks again, I'm going to let you get that money while I run up in your house and murder your families. Well, actually, just his family because you're the only one who was dumb enough to let him see your address. Okay, I got it, he nodded. And what else? I'm going to need you to stop breeding kids. And with that, I blew a bullet between his legs and we pushed him out the van. He landed on the curb holding his hand between his legs and crying out in pain. Me and my crew laughed at him limping away. Then we made one more stop and now it's to the docks of Baltimore. A friend of mine had access to a trailer and we stuffed the other four bodies inside. Their corpses would be shipped overseas and never seen again. Two hours later, I was back in my Aston Martin with Kevin driving me home. My cell phone rang and it was Rick. Over the last five years, he had lost everything. Massive changes tactics from killing off the men in his crew to killing off the family members of anyone associated with him. He couldn't get to me that way because outside of Paco, nobody worked for me had a family. And we kept security on them night and day. We were loners, but Rick and his squad's families weren't protected. Before long, Rick was abandoned and now relied on me to take care of him. So he lost all of his money? Like how? How? Okay, you killed their families. Cool, that's great. How'd you lose all the money you already have, my nigga? What exactly did you do? That don't make no sense. The funny thing is, although I kept the money rolling, if I didn't call him, he wouldn't call me unless he needed something. Sup, Rick? I said, sipping on a cup full of Vicon ice. I need you to look out for me again, he said, referring to sending him some more money to an offshore account. Lately, he had been asked for a lot of money, and I felt something else was up. Niggas probably on crack. Probably on that crackety crack. I paid off his house in Mexico, so I didn't understand why he was so broke. Me neither, homie. I got you. Is everything else good with you, though? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get my crib furnished. You know how it is, son. The ladies love a fly place. Fly, huh? I said. You sure you ain't gambling again? <laughs> no, son. I heard him, but that was a problem. He had already told me that he needed money the last time he called to get his crib furnished. What was he doing, furnishing it twice? Rick was slipping up and lying more and more each day. I decided then to make plans to visit him in Mexico. I needed to see him with my own eyes to make sure he was okay. Not a problem. I'll send you 50. Well, can you make it 100? 100 grand? I said, shocked. How much decorating you trying to do, Rick? If you want the money, I want him to work for it. At least come up with creative lies for your bullshit. He laughed and said, just send it, son. I really need it. I, when I hung up with him, my phone rang again. It was Antoinette. And I need you to book a trip for me to Mexico. Can I go with you? Yes, but book the trip as soon as possible. I got to go check on Rick. Everything cool? I'm going to see. Okay, honey, but I have to tell you something. Callie's home from jail and he wants to speak to you. This nigga had a lot of nerve contacting me. After that shit with Harmony, he better be lucky if I don't send somebody to slump his ass. I'm not fucking with that dude. He said he had some information that might be valuable to you. Alright, tell him I'll meet with him at the end of the week. But book the Mexico trip now. I got you, baby. I love you. You already know what it is. That's, that's how we respond to I love you? Man, I can't wait. My wife gonna be like, I love you. And I'll be like... You already know what it is. And then she gonna look at me and I'm gonna look at her like Puffy and that dude looked at each other on that show that was supposed to be like the voice, but it wasn't. And then she gonna say it again slower. 
I love you. And if I don't say I love you back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Go back to Cali. Harmony. I'm trying to read through this book. We're like 78% done with it. I'm trying to get through this shit. The air conditioning was on blast in my house and the bills were sky high thanks to Cali. He managed in less than a week to cause more problems than he was worth. Him and Cherry came and went as they pleased and I hardly ever saw them. Yet when he was here, I could never get a good night's sleep with him staying in my house. Was he going to kill me? What did he want with me? Trust. I had a plan to deal with him and Majesty at the same time and there would be no mistakes. It made me sick that he was threatening to tell Jace where I was and give his theory to him on what happened the night people were poisoned at his party. I knew there was only one way to get him out of my life for good, and that was to kill him. But first, I had to focus on bringing more income into this house. I had a plan to do just that, and it involved the porn industry. I was sitting in my bedroom with Majesty and Jayden, and it was time to teach them what it took to earn money. Who would have thought that the very room my father and faint mother slept in would be used to teach my children the lessons of life. Sure, Majesty brought in $100 last week, but what that showed me was that with the right guidance, she could bring in much more. Y'all sit down on the floor. They sat with their backs up against the wall. I walked over to my table and picked up the bright three orange carrots that sat on my dresser. Oh, fuck me, crooked. Here, take these. What's this about? Majesty rebutted already. She examined the carrot carefully. I'll tell you when we get to that point, but for now, shut the fuck up and pay attention. You want us to eat them? Jaden asked stupidly. Did I say eat them? No. Alright then. This is the first of many instructional classes I'm going to be conducting for you two. And I want you to pay attention because later on, we'll be entertaining the special guests as a quiz. They looked at each other in confusion. Today... The focus is on your gag reflexes. It's important that we work on them now if we're going to be bringing in the money necessary to live the life we want. The life we want or the life you want, Majesty asked. It should be both, I smirked. We need money, girls, and money can only come one way, and that's if it's earned. My what about a job, Majesty offered. I don't understand why we can't get a job like everybody else. You don't understand because you're too young and mouthy. And if you continue to be disobedient, I'm stuffing your gay ass back under the stairs, I told her. Please stop, Majesty, Jaden said. Just listen. Majesty rolled her eyes and remained quiet. Now I want you to take the carrots I just handed you and stick the entire thing into your mouth. I only want to see the butt of the carrot and that's it. But they're not washed, Jaden said. Exactly, and the dick she'll be sucking won't be washed either. Now pick up the carrots and put them fully in your mouth. Fourteen, ladies and gentlemen. Fourteen. I mean, that's what Jay said, so... They were slow at first until I said, Either you two bitches do what I'm asking, or you can get the fuck out of my house. Unless you got someplace else to live, I suggest you start sucking. Slowly they picked the carrots up and put them in their mouths. Majesty had the carrot only halfway in her throat and already was gagging, while Jaden seemed to do it with ease. Slowly, Majesty. You must relax your gag reflexes first. Trust me when I say you won't swallow a dick if it's in your mouth, no matter how much you may feel like you will. I looked back at Jaden and was still shocked. She was definitely going to be my money maker. She seemed to be a natural at this and before I knew it, the entire carrot was in her mouth and she was holding it steady. Tears rolled down the sides of her eyes, and I didn't know if it was because she was controlling her reflexes or crying. And either way, I didn't care. Okay, Jaden, that was pretty good. You can stop now. But Majesty, you need to slow down, I said, walking up to her, snatching the carrot out of her throat. She wiped her mouth and looked at me. Here, open your mouth wide and relax. I don't want to do this, she said, pushing my hand out of her face. And I don't want to do it either. But there's no way in hell there'll be three pussies in here and only one of them bringing in money. Four pussies, Majesty said. What? You forgot about the gimp in the wheelchair downstairs. Don't she count? You know what? I'm sick of your whining and shit. You lazy, boyish, and don't want to listen. With that, I grabbed her by her shirt and pulled her down the stairs. Then I locked her back into the crawl space where she was staying until I let her out. She was banging on the door, but I didn't open it. Fuck is going on around here? Callie said, walking up behind me. I didn't even know he was there. Why y'all making so much noise in my fucking house? Look, Callie, 
Either kill me or leave because I'm sick of seeing you. You may get your wish soon enough, he said. My stomach churned at the idea of Concord Manor being anywhere near his house. I'm teaching her how to earn money. And since she want to be disobedient, she got to learn the hard way. Why ain't Callie killing you? I mean, you're literally treating her the same way your grandmama treated you. And the way your mama treated you. Like, I understand generational curses. But there's consequences. People are seeing you do this. Why isn't anybody checking you? Well, what you teaching her? Why, Callie? It's my fucking house and these are my kids. Bitch, don't make me drop you. Why you got her under the steps? I'm teaching her how to make money the old-fashioned way. Anything else? He was quiet, and I wanted to see if he gave a fuck. After everything he did to my body by taking these kids out of my womb, now he had a chance to be a father, and I wanted to see if he would take it or not. Well, keep that shit down. I'm trying to go to sleep. The fuck? When he walked off, thoughts of shooting him in the back of his head danced in my mind. But I didn't have a gun or bullet, so I'd have to wait. Then why are you thinking about it? Also, Callie, you fucked up. I mean, they're all fucked up. They're all fucked up. I fucking hate this book. Directing my attention back to the crawl space, I said, You'll stay in there until you learn to obey me. After that, I walked back up the stairs and saw Jaden crying. When she saw me enter the room, she wiped her tears away. I don't want to see you crying no more, I said seriously. It's time you learn about real life, and it's time you stop being weak. I know, and you won't see me cry anymore, Mama, she said. I'm ready to do what I gotta do for me and Majesty. Just teach me what you want me to know. I smiled and said, that's what I want to hear. After that, I made the call to get our guest to honor, and he came about 15 minutes later. I met him while applying for welfare at the Department of Social Services last week. Even though he was in his early 20s, he seemed to be excited about my proposition. It didn't matter when I told him that the proposition involved my 14-year-old twin daughters. It's amazing how perverted most people in the world are. Jaden, this is Abdul, and he's the guest I was telling you about. Jaden looked me in the eyes, and I could tell she knew what needed to be done. I had to be sure she was ready, and I had to see with my own eyes. So not only are you pimping your child, not only are you pimping your underage child, not only are you pimping your underage child to a pedophile, but you're going to sit there and watch. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry I ever started reading this book. And I'm sorry I have a rule about continuing these books. I'm sorry. Now, using what you learned today, I need you to show me on Abdul. Abdul, sit down on the edge of the bed, please. He did. Are you ready, Jaden? Yes, she said in a confident voice. Will you let my sister out after I finish? Don't ask me anything else about majesty. Majesty made her bed, now she has a line, and now stay focused, I said, clapping my hands. Using what I taught you earlier with the carrots, I need you to show me you got it down on Abdul. Suck his dick like a pro and don't stop till he comes. Abdul tried to stand up and I said, stay down, Abdul. Instead of looking like he was about to get broken off, he looked more nervous than anything, and I hoped he would be able to go through with it. With Abdul seated on the bed, she dropped to her knees in front of him. Now remove his pants, I instructed. I could do it myself, he told me. I guess he was trying to help her out. It's not a problem. Abdul, when I invite you over here, nothing about that offer included me wanting to hear your input. You're to sit here and remain quiet. Now, can you do that for me? Yes. Good, I said, redirecting my attention to Jaden. Now take his jeans off. Jaden removed his jeans like he was a kid getting ready for bed. Look, everything you do must be a seduction. Everything. It ain't enough for you to do to act if you look like you're about to be hung or something. Every man must be made to feel like he's the only one. Because if he believes he's the only one, even when he's not, the money will flow. Always. Having sex and getting paid for it is all about the seduction, I continued. Now, when you can remove his boxers, be seductive. Seductive? I mean, you're talking to a 14-year-old who knows nothing about this shit. And you ain't ever talked to her about shit. <sighs> yes, have you ever had a crush on someone? No, she shook her head quickly. Well, is there someone you like on TV? I asked, irritated. Yes. Good. Use his image and keep it in the front of your mind always, I said. 
Now, remove his boxers like he's the one in your vision. This time she did it a little better, and I was pleased. I knew that in time she would be perfect. Now, remember the carrot? She nodded. Good. Think of the carrot with Abdul here. Abdul was already hard, but Jaden wasn't confident anymore when she saw him naked. Let it go as deeply in your throat as possible. Do you understand me, Jaden? Yes, Mama. Good. I feel so bad about reading this fucking book. This is literally child porn. I don't understand how in the fuck this is, how the fuck this got made. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how nobody's saying that this shit is wrong. I don't, I don't understand. How do you write this? How do you write this shit? There has to be a point <clears throat> where you're just like, you have to cross a, a, a divide. There's literally a line you have to cross to write this shit willingly. They're, they're, <sighs> good. Now put them into your mouth slowly. She did what I asked with no gag. She was doing great and I couldn't understand why. The fuck? Cool. Now work the carrot back and forth, but I pause. This time you want to take the other hand and cup his balls. Always make sure you give his balls some sort of attention. Okay, mama. Good. Now work your mouth back and forth and your other hand should be jerking the shaft. Do it in semi-swift motions. Abdul's head was leaning back and I knew he was almost there. Good, Jaden. That's it. He's almost there. In less than three minutes he came and Jaden jumped up to prevent his cum from getting on her clothes. Jaden, you always, and I do mean always, swallow. Do I make myself clear? But it's nasty. Bitch, I don't want to hear that shit. Always swallow. That one act alone will give us the ability to charge extra. Now, I couldn't be sure if it was her blowjob or if he was just a two-minute brother. What I could be sure of is that she got him to come, no matter how long it took. After we finished, Abdul thanked us a million times and rolled out. I told him I would be calling him for further lessons in the future, and he said he'd be available any time. I bet, dirty motherfucker. What the fuck are you? You did great, Jaden. Thanks, Ma. She paused. But can I ask you something? What? I didn't want to hear anything about majesty. I was invited to this party later on tonight. The guy that gave me $100 is going to pick me up later. Can I go? Yes. Thanks, Ma. But you don't go nowhere without bringing money into this house when you come back through them doors. Huh? Huh? I frowned. Bitch, you heard me. Whenever you go on a date, I expect you to come back with money in your pockets. These boys ain't got no problem asking for pussy, so we shouldn't have no problem asking for the money. Understood? Yes, Ma. Good. Now, the going rate is $100 now, but as the weeks go by, I'm going to expect you and Majesty to bring in no less than $1,000 a week. What? I mean, how? I'm going to teach you everything, just like I did tonight. Just prepare yourself mentally, because it's coming. I smiled. Now, what part are you going to anyway, and who's throwing it? I sat on my fifth glass of vodka for the day. My friend is throwing it for his mother. Oh, really? You got a friend already, huh? Yeah, and he said his mother might not make it, so they want to throw her a nice celebration before she dies. Sure would be nice if my kids threw something for me, I thought. What she got? Cancer or something? Oh, no. But he said before long, her eyesight would be completely gone. Yeah, well, whatever. Just remember to bring my money back in here or don't come home. What you wearing? I got to find something. Well, before you leave, I need you to cut some onions for me. We went to the grocers yesterday and they downstairs. Okay, how many? Five. The fuck? Alright, no problem, mama. Well, leave me be. I need my rest. I said, walking my bed to get in. Ma, I know you told me not to ask about her again, but how much do I have to bring in for you to let Majesty out? Her love for her sister might be the thing I could use to keep her in line. Both of them for that matter. You bring me back 500 and she's out. She looked disappointed but said, okay, I'm going to see what I can do. 
Either you do or you don't. It don't make me know. Never mind. But I will tell you this. She won't see the light of day until I'm ready to pull her out if you don't. That, my dear, is a promise. I pause, grabbing my glass again. And don't forget my onions. Why the fuck she cutting up onions for you? Like, what the fuck is this book? There are 70 pages left in this piece of shit. 916-633-1537. Wretched and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on uh, Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. One dollar will get you a ton of content. Uh, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name,